You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Royal Access. We are so, so excited to be with you. And it's been a while since we've had a solo episode. So we're going into a series called Teach the Text. And today we will be diving into John chapter four, verses one through eight. But before we get into that, like I said, it's been been a while since I've had the chance to just come on a solo episode. So I want to say what's up. I hope you guys are great. It's another waking up at four in the morning when we did the interviews. They were at a much better time of um, not being so overwhelmed. But it's funny because the focus that we're focusing on today for the topic is why won't you rest? Why won't you rest? So it's so crazy that I woke up at three o'clock this morning to record this episode because this is a big problem for me of knowing how to rest, of just realizing when it's time to rest. And if you have struggled with that, of just going, going, going and not taking the time to rest, then this is the episode for you because I know that all too well. But before we dive into the meat of the episode, I wanted to put a few reminders out there to let you know some of the opportunities you could take advantage of. We told you at the beginning of the year that we did May I Call You Green course, which was amazing. We had six amazing ladies who were a part of that group course, that seven weeks of virtual group work that we do, some deep diving work of spiritual growth, of personal growth, professional growth, and then two one-on-one sessions. And so we're about to enter into cohort two. Cohort two starts June 10th, which is a Thursday. And so a little under three weeks away and we have payment plans. So if you didn't get the chance to catch it the first time, but you know, God was pulling on your heart that this is an opportunity you need to take advantage of. I want to strongly, strongly encourage you to be a part of it. If you know a friend or a family member who, you know, can take advantage of some personal development during this time, you want to tell them about the May I Call You Queen course, let them listen to our episodes so they could kind of see a lot of the content about what we talk about. And the course is just more of a deep dive of just getting into your personal things that you're going through and walking you through them and watching you grow and just seeing all the amazing things that God is about to do in your life, but having a support system of like-minded women along that journey with you. So if you are interested in the May I Call You Queen course, cohort two starts June 10th, and you definitely want to check that out. All right, so let's get into the episode today. And the title of the episode is why won't you rest? Why won't you rest? And as I said, this is a big problem for me. And even talking about it today, I'm letting you know that I'm not on the other side. I'm not someone like I used to be a workaholic and now I just know what balance is about. Yeah. Like still don't still working on it. So pray for your girls still working through it. And so I got a wake up call around my birthday. So I'm a go, 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 go person. And around my birthday, I had a friend who came into town and not like a boyfriend, just like a friend. And I wanted to make sure that they had a really great time. So the weekend they came, my weekends, I normally can, you know, maneuver and make some time. So the weekend, like I took him to East End, I took him to West End. We just like, we did the whole weekend thing. And then he went into an Airbnb during the week. And I was like looking at my schedule and I was like, my schedule every single night was booked. 
every single night. Monday was booked, Tuesday was booked, Wednesday was booked. So I think we hung out for a little bit Monday in the middle of the day. And then for most of the week, I wasn't able to do anything. Luckily, you know, he has family members and other people he wants to connect with. So I was like, if this was someone that you were dating, you would have absolutely no time for them. So it's very good that God allowed me to have this wake up call with a friend that was visiting because it was like, you have absolutely no time. I was speaking to my therapist about it and they were like, listen, like if this was someone you were dating, that would not be a good thing. And I was just like, yeah, good thing I wasn't because I had absolutely no time, but it was like a real wake up call. So I think I made time the Friday right before they left. So I spent all day Friday with them and I still tried to make time to make check in to make sure that they were enjoying Grand Bahama. If you ever visit Grand Bahama, I am the perfect tour guide. I'm ready to take you out. I just love showing people like there's so much more to this island. So if you ever want to visit, just hit me up and say, Carol, I'm trying to visit. What are we doing? And hopefully I'll have my schedule a little better and room for more entertaining and friends and making sure that people feel welcome. So the Friday before he left, I took the Friday off. Well, I think I took a half day, so I didn't really even take the Friday off. I told you guys I'm a work in progress. So I take half days on Friday. And so I still worked very early in the morning and then went out and, you know, did some things during the day and then took him to the airport and I passed out. I passed out. And not only, like I said, from the trip, because during the week I was not the best tour guide. Um, but it was just my week in general of having so many things during the week and trying to check on someone to make sure they were good. And then on Friday, and it was things I wanted to do. Like I wanted to, like I said, if you come to my island, like I want to be like, this is the best ever. I'm going to be the best tour guide ever. And like the weekend before, like I was going out, like going to this thing, taking you to this thing. I wanted you to see the whole thing. So between like exhausting the weekend and then having work all week and then every night being booked with a training session or another meeting or something else that I have my schedule all booked with. It was too much. It was too much for your girl. So like when I dropped him to the airport, I was just like, all right, see you later. Like I was so excited you were, which I was. But as soon as I got home, like I knocked out and it was like five o'clock and I only woke up to eat. I kid you not. I woke up to eat and I went back to sleep. So I slept from five o'clock until the very next day. And like that whole weekend, I was trying to deal with not being sick. I was trying to drag myself. And it was just like, you cannot balance a lot of my extremely close friends don't live on the island that I live on. And I think I get away with a lot because if I go to visit them, then, you know, we can spend all kinds of time. But when I'm home, I'm just like work, 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 work. And so the fact that I had a friend in town, it was just like, oh my God, this is killing you. Like if you kept up a regular social life, you would like die. And I was just like, I was fighting. I didn't get sick that weekend, but I was fighting not being sick. I was in bed. I was slow. And I've had a lot of projects on with work. And so we've been really blessed with work. But I'm realizing that there has to be some kind of balance. And Catherine, she wrote something in the Royal Access the other day. If you're not in the Royal Access Facebook group, just taking a minute to shout out, join the Royal Access Facebook group because it's lit. Those women are lit. They're always posting different things, words of encouragement, things that are insightful. And I don't quote me directly. So join the group so you can see her exact quote. But she was talking about balance. And she was saying how she was telling one of her clients of how the fact that you can't really get balance because you can't really juggle all the balls, a sign of being overwhelmed is that you have to let a ball drop. There's something that means needs to be removed out of your life. And after that week of exhaustion, that wake up call, I was just like, something has to be moved out of your life, sweetie, boo boo, because I'm always talking about, oh, I can't wait till, you know, God moves me into the season of being married and having children. And I've heard people say like, there's no room in your life. For a husband and children. I've had people like tell me that. And I'm like, yes, because when they come, I will make room. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. And it's just like, really, sweetie, you had a friend here for one week. You didn't even see them outside of the weekend. 
um, and one day through the week and you felt like you were going to pass out. Like, really, sweetie, you have no time. And you can't, your schedule is already booked. Like, and that was something I had to realize because I would always tell people, of course, when the person comes, I will make time. Of course, I will make time for the person. But my schedule was already booked. And so it was like, how? How are you making time? And so that, like I said, that was a real wake up call for me to just really evaluate, like, what are you doing? You need to really just rest, take some time to rest. And so if that is you, we're going to dive into the text today to talk about how rest is so important. So before I get into what God and the Holy Spirit revealed to me about the text, I was really analyzing, like, let's be transparent. Let's, let's just be real with yourself, Corel. What are some of the reasons why you don't rest? And so when you really check your motives, some of the things I think about is what if this opportunity leads to another opportunity? Like I have to say yes to the speaking engagement because maybe somebody will see me at the speaking engagement and then it'll lead to another opportunity. Really? All of that. Thinking about all of that. Then as an entrepreneur, you're always feeling like I don't have a sure paycheck. Like when I go to a job, I work the job nine to five, I come home, there's a check at the end of the day as long as I don't do anything drastic. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, like, why would you turn down a job? Anything that's going to pay, are you paying me? Something's going to pay me? Because you were in that hustle for so long that you don't even realize when you're getting to a point when you could choose clients. And it's so important to choose clients, not because, oh, I so, I'm so arrived and I'm just, you know, entrepreneur of the year, so I can just choose my clients. No, because sometimes you're going to go to a client that's going to ruin your reputation because it's too much work and you can't fulfill it, or it's not in your lane and you can't fulfill it, or it's going to make you overwhelmed because it's just, too much going on. Like sometimes you have to realize like, it's just not a good fit and not just money is money. Like all money is money. I need to make money. It's just like, no, you have to realize when something's not a good fit. Another thing is, you know, my schedule is free. Why not? Like I'm not dating. I don't, I don't have any children. Like this is the time to say yes. So yes, 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 yes. And yes, in this season of my life, I may do more things that I will do when I transition into the other season of my life when he comes, because he's coming. Yes. Hallelujah. Um, but yes, my life will look different. And so there, there are more things that I will do naturally, but I think I take it overboard of, I can just do everything because that's not happening. It's just like, no. And especially if you want to transition, you got to start preparing for what you're praying for. And I don't feel like my life currently looks like I'm preparing for what I've been praying for. Um, another thing is let's talk about it. Let's talk about ego. Like you're flattered. I'm honored. Like they chose me. Like you want me to speak on your platform? Yes. Why not? You want me to be the person that comes? All right. Yes. You want to interview me? Oh, I'm so amazing. Oh my God. Great. You want me to go? Okay, great. Let's go. I want to come on. It's your ego. Put that ego in check. And it's like, really? Like, are you getting an ego boost or is God telling you to pursue this? Oh, shoot. I didn't even ask. I just said yes right away. Like, so that's why you're tired because you're saying yes right away because you are getting that validation from other people asking you and you feed off the applause. God was checking. He's like, what? You feed off the applause and you have to, we have to be so conscious of it. And so it's not saying don't ever be in a position where you're valued. Just last night, I won the most outstanding president um, for our regional conference in Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And I was just like, yeah, like I wanted it. I don't remember the last time, like I really like, I want to win. Like I, 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 I worked really hard. Like I have no life. I had no life. I was a president in 2020, in the middle of 2019, that season came and just was like, what? And I offered to step in. And then my brother passed like two weeks later and it was just like, what? And as I kind of struggled through 2019, just depending on God, it was all God 
I said it in my post that I think God allowed me to step into that season at that time so that I could know that it was not me moving because it was just grief. It was just a lot going on. And so, yeah, like you like the applause. And so, but you cannot allow that to be a motivator or a driving force. It's the icing on the cake to just doing something that God told you to do. It should never be about the applause because sometimes applause don't come. Sometimes recognition doesn't come. But if I did it for God's glory, then it doesn't matter if it came or not. And so that was something else that I had to realize that this is, this is why you don't rest. And the root of all of those things of wanting applause or feeling validated if someone asks you to do something at the last minute or asks you to do something and your schedule is too full, the, the root behind that is insecurity. You're holding your security to this public image that people have painted or you're holding your security to your job if it's not a public image, but you're just going to work all the time or you're holding the security to being engulfed in this organization or whatever it is that's making you so tired or feeling like I have to be the good mom, impressive to everybody, or I have to be the good wife. So you're doing so many things, but the security isn't tied to Christ because when our security is tied to Christ, then we're making decisions based on what he wants us to do. Lack of trust. If God is saying, no, don't do it. Or lack of trust to even ask him if you should do it or you shouldn't do it. Because you're not really resting on the fact that God sees more than we see. And just the false sense of control. Like I control my life and, you know, this makes sense. And, you know, I can make these decisions when ultimately when we are a follower of Christ, I don't control my life. Whatever God wants is what I do. So I just think that that's so important for us to think about. So I'm going to dive into the text, as I promised, which is John 4, 1 through 8. I just wanted to give some overview, some things that you probably could relate to of why you may not be resting, things that I struggle with, and just really evaluate it when we read this verse. And it says, Jesus talks with the Samaritan woman in John 4. Now, Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although it, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. So there's several things that I want to point out to you that happen in this verse that that's so powerful that I don't want us to ignore. So the first thing is when Jesus left, he left because he was fleeing for his life. So if you go on to read in John 7, it talks about how they're telling him like you should go back they're saying, oh, Jesus, his, his brothers are telling him, you know, you should go back to Judea. Um, if you're a public figure, then, you know, you want to be where you're, where people are seeing all of the things you, you've done. Like you've done all of these miraculous signs. You've done these wonders. Like you should go back. So it says, Jesus' brothers in John 7, Jesus' brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. Remember, insecurities, see. People see me, I get the applause, I'm honored. So this is what they're trying to drill into Jesus. Like, this is why you should go back. No one wants to become a public figure, acts in secret. Like they're saying it. If you want to be like, you know, revered and have people, you know, 
don't act in secret since you're doing all these things throw yourself to the world. And I think that's some of the things that the enemy says, like you want to stay on the cutting edge. You just, you know, they're asking you to do this, asking you to do that. Don't say no. Like, what are you going to do? Sit home. You don't have, you know, and then he just beats on the other insecurities. You don't have a family. You don't have any children. So this is where you need to get your accolades. And it's a false sense of security because where you get your assurance is from Christ. And so you don't want to rest on this false sense of security that isn't really fueling what God is telling you to do. And that's what's happening to Jesus. And so when Jesus in John 4 is deciding to leave Judea to go into Galilee, it's because one, he's fleeing for his life because the time hasn't come. Because that's what in John 7, he tells him like, my time hasn't come yet. Like that's not the time I need to be there because we all know that the Jews killed Jesus. And so therefore he's like, nope. Nope, nope, I'm not going because my time hasn't come. So it's about being obedient to Christ. And that's that's what's going on in the beginning of that verse where he decides to go on the journey. So when he starts to go on this journey, one of the things that we notice when he's on this journey is he gets tired. He gets tired. And so as we're on this journey of life of doing the thing, so he's walking in the will of God because he knows it's not his time to die. So I need to leave because this is a part of God's plan for me. I need to walk out because this is the plan that God has for me. And he gets tired when he's walking on this journey. And so that's what's happening with us. So did God tell me to do this podcast? Yes. But at some point you're tired. And that was one of the reasons why we were doing the interviews because it allowed some time to not wake up every Saturday morning at four o'clock to not um, have to film every single time because we batch record with the interviews. And so therefore it was some time for rest. And I still didn't rest the way that I needed to, but you're moving in the things that God told me, God told me to be an entrepreneur, but he didn't say not, not to rest. And so God, you know, was instructing Jesus that this is not the time you need to leave. You need to go on this journey. Yet he was tired. And so know that you could be doing something that God told you to do, but still get tired. So that's something I want you to realize from the text. Another thing is it was noon. And so therefore, when he stopped by the well, Jacob's well, it was noon in the middle of the day. So there's two things I want you to notice that he was really exhausted. Noon in the extreme heat of the day, he was exhausted and he sat down, but he stopped moving. He stopped moving. He sat down. This is Jesus. Turn water into wine, fed the 5,000. Can you just like touch yourself and be healed and like not tired anymore? Like this Jesus. But one of the reasons that Jesus came to earth in human form was to show us how we should live our life so that he can be the example for us so that we can know how to live on this earth. And when you're human, that's what Jesus was. He got tired. He said, take this cup away from me. He was human. And so even though he performed all of these miracles, he wants to us to see that just how I in human form needed to sit down and stop when I was on a journey that God sent me on. This is your reminder that you need to sit down and stop, stop moving. And he said by the well. So when you sit down and stop moving, where are you retreating to? Where are you stopping? When I am writing for a play, I often go by my sister and I call it like my, my place to rest, to just to be in nature. I'm away from everybody and I can recoup, recoup. I can just relax and it's refreshing to my soul. But if I try to vacation in my home and say, I'm going to take some time to relax and get away from everything, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And so therefore, another reason you may not be able to rest is because where are you going to rest? What are you calling rest? Are you saying like, oh, I stay at home from work one day? Like, it's not going to happen. 
I have to go to Airbnb. I have to rent out a, a, a place and it, it costs money and there's an investment, but where are you retreating to? So he went near the well, but where are you going? Are you going near to something that can pour back into you? That's my question, because that's what Jesus said. And remember, Jesus is the example for us to follow when it comes to rest. And so he went by the well. So where are you retreating to? Then he encountered the Samaritan woman. She was poor. She was unclean. She, she wouldn't even be someone that, some, that someone like Jesus would talk to, let alone ask for a drink. And we know that when we go into the Samaritan story. But when I wanted to focus on John 4, 1 through 8, I wanted us to focus on the top half of Jesus resting. And then when he rested, then he was able to encounter the Samaritan woman. So it's not that, you know, the thing that you're doing is, you know, I'm doing this, you know, God called me to do this. It's something God called me to do. But God called Jesus to go on that journey, but he got tired. And so therefore he had to sit down. And when he sat down, he was able to encounter an experience that God wanted him to go through. My thing is when we don't rest, when we don't allow ourselves to be poured back into then a lot of times we could be missing an experience that God wanted us to go through because we heard the initial message of God told me to do the podcast. God told me to start the business. God told me to get into this marriage. God told me that I was going to become a mother and that these were things that I had to do. Yeah, he told you to start these journeys, but you have to talk to God along the way because just because I heard God at the beginning, it doesn't mean that that's all he wants to say. And so if I don't rest and allow God to continue to pour into me, then I could be missing out on an encounter that's going to change the life of somebody else. I did a podcast episode last year on the power of saying no, and I'm still learning this lesson. And I talked about how the fact that, you know, you can be taking an opportunity from someone else when you decide not to take no, when you decide not to say no. And just recently, I'm still working on it um, during the month. You know, it's a month of graduation. So I've gotten some graduation requests. And all of them, you want to say yes, because you're like, oh my God, yes, it is the graduation speaker. And I told you, I had like a system where if nothing was on my schedule, yes, where I had to learn that in May, I got so overwhelmed. And, and in April, like I told you, I was so exhausted when my friend left. I was like, I need to put in a restriction that I'm not going to take more than two speaking engagements, period, period. Like every second your face is on some flyer and you're tired and walking around like a zombie. Like I'm moving so slow because I'm not taking the time to rest. And what I'm thinking about is not only the opportunities that people should be stepping into that I'm taking away from them because I'm just going after everything that someone says yes to when someone else can be asked and that can be just a life-shifting experience for them. You're also taking away from the people that you're supposed to encounter during a rest. You're also taking away time from someone you should, should be encountering when you're at rest. You're also taking away from that person to be able to pour into you. The Samaritan woman was a very unlikely woman to, to be asked to do anything. Very poor. You see, she had a past. But the fact that I'm giving you the opportunity to realize that there is something in you when I'm at rest, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to work. I'm allowing humility to set in because it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about the accolades. It's not about you trying to get these things. It's about God's will being done in the earth. And that sometimes looks like rest. That looks like rest so that God can work through someone else who needs to pour into you or work through someone else who needs to encounter you, but they can't encounter you because you're moving too fast because you refuse to rest because you want to be in control and you're moving at your own schedule. And so the reasons that I gave of why I won't rest may not be the reasons why you won't rest, but I wanted to tell you today 
that if Jesus is our model and Jesus sat down by the well, the perfect place to retreat, if Jesus got tired in the heat of the day, and that's another thing that we're not going to understand how God is moving. We're not going to understand everything that God is orchestrating because sometimes it's not going to just be plain as day. So at noon, most people won't draw from the well. Most people won't come to the well at noon. But, you know, when reading the commentary and studying the scripture, it was saying that the Samaritan woman who was just an outcast and nobody was a friend to her. She went to the well most likely at that time because she didn't want to encounter anybody. And so you may be resting and saying to yourself, like, I don't even understand how if I take this time, how this is going to actually work. When I talk about rest, like I said, in 2019, my brother passed and I needed rest. Like when things happen like that, it's kind of like a clear sign. Like you need to retreat, like go now, go now. And so I left like on a private plane because it was during Dorian and there was, you know, all of our airports were gone and everything was just, you know. And during that time, I went to my sister and I've had brainstormed this idea with my mom. We sat down on the couch one day and brainstormed this idea. And I think I told this story some way on the podcast before we brainstormed this idea and then I kind of put it down and just got back to work once I got, once I got back home and I applied for this free grant in Jamaica in December of that year, I got the grant and the grant told us to do a project. So I presented the project to some partners some private partners, because that was one of their requests. It wasn't, I don't even think, because they gave us money to do the project. So I don't think if they t- didn't tell us like you should connect with private companies who also support this same mission to do a collaboration. I don't think I would have thought of it because I can be so frugal. I'm like, no, I'm going to take this money that you gave me and make it work. Like, I don't need any private partners. But I reached out to the private partners, told them my idea that I was going to do with this grant money and see and was seeing if they wanted to partner. And then COVID-19 hit. And so the project went on hold. But because of that rest time and that idea me and my mom thought of, some elements of that idea that me and my mom thought of was a part of what I used in my application to get the scholarship to go to Jamaica for that retreat. And then I just continued to fine tune that idea in Jamaica. And so it was a very small version of the idea that I presented to the private partners that we didn't get to do because of COVID-19. But two months into COVID-19, it started the biggest projects that launched our company to what we do today. Like, and all of that came, that idea came because I took a season to rest when I wrote my first play, Sarah's Wedding, that birthed the playwright that everybody knows, it was because I was going through the year challenge. I was devastated. I was single. And I went to my sister for a few weeks to just get away from the world and just rest. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to pour into me an experience that birthed purpose in my life, like, like unbelievably. And I realized that so many great things that God has in his will for my life were birthed in a season of rest. My thing that I'm saying to you is even if you're walking on a journey that you feel that God has called you to, stop for a second and and say, if I am overwhelmed, if I am tired, could I be walking up the journey and God is telling me I need to rest because there's something else that he wants to launch or perform. And I'm only experiencing a very small portion of everything that God wants to do because I refuse to rest. Ask yourself, why won't you rest? And then think about what can I be missing out on because I'm so focused on moving on my plan and my agenda. And so some last things that I want you to to remember that when we're modeling Christ and we can 
just appreciate that I don't know everything because God sees everything and I only see a very small portion. And so if he says to say no, if he says to say to just rest, if he says don't go there, if he says I just need you to take two days off because it's like a boomerang, like you feel like you're resting, it's going to pull you back. Well, if I start saying no to speaking engagements, nobody's going to ask me. Okay, I may not get to speak for a very long time. That's fine because you're just trusting God with your journey. And when you're trusting God with your journey, you just allow him to do what he does best. And so what I think it does is it forces us to remember our source. It forces us to remember our source. Like I said, Jesus, I mean, he performed so many miracles. But if God said to sit down by the well, if he knew within him spirit that, you know, I'm human. And so I'm not going to just make a miracle happen here. I'm going to rest because there's something that I need to do in this moment. And I'm tired from this journey because they got me in this human body and it's hot in the middle of the day and it's noon. I'm going to sit by this well and I'm going to figure it out. And another thing that I want you to realize from the scripture in John is that it says that his disciples went into town to go for food. All y'all had to go. But the reason is isolation, isolation. A lot of times if you're leaving so many people around you and you're never taking that time for me time to just allow God to pour into you, you could also be missing from hearing from the Holy Spirit. Even if it's just a drive, that isolation time, when is the last time that you had isolation with just you and God? And the last thing is God's will will be done when I rest. God's will will be done when I rest. God doesn't want us to be tired, overwhelmed, moving like a snail, because I can't give you anything. I can't refresh you with anything because I'm tired. And so if you are sitting there and you're like, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. I want you to pray about what God is asking you to do. Is God asking you to take some time? Just really pray about that and allow that to to just rest in your spirit. And I want you to just, you know, continue to study the text for yourself. John 4, 1 through 8. John 4, 1 through 8. I want you to study the text for yourself. It says, Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Oh my gosh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast been so long and I just it refreshes my soul every time the Holy Spirit speaks through me during these opportunities and I hope that the Holy Spirit was able to touch your heart and I just want to remind you to you know leave a rating or a review let us know what you thought about the episode join the Royal Access on Facebook and share this episode with a friend and as a reminder if you're interested in the May I Call You Queen course we're going to leave the information below for you to get in contact with me so that you can join us on this journey that starts June 10th once again thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.